We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast the first training camp is officially in the books. I am your host today, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Just got done with practice, literally raced home and am recording this right now so I can get you all this information right away. Uh, going to go through some quick hits from today's practice, probably about a 10-ish you know, episode today, somewhere on there. I'll have the full training camp recap for tomorrow morning's episode, both on the Pack-A-Day podcast audio channel as well as right here on YouTube. But to get to the meat and potatoes of everything, 90-minute practice, about 20 minutes was inside in the Don Hudson Center with all the stretching and things like that. So we only got to see a little bit, you know, over an hour of practice in total. You could tell the, you know, the Packers were getting these players reacclimated, and, uh, you know, the, the weather thankfully held up and there were no issues with the weather, um, no rain. In fact, the sun came out midway through practice. So overall, it was a really nice day and I'm super excited that the fans that were able to show up and show out for practice were able to, you know, see it in it wasn't stuck in the Don Hudson Center. But of course, the big thing that everyone wants to know and talk about is Jordan Love and his first day as QB1 of the Green Bay Packers in the Jordan Love era. And let's just put it this way. It was a up and down day for Jordan Love with probably a few more downs than ups if we're being totally honest. 
I would argue that this wasn't like a bad or awful day for Jordan Love. There were no interceptions. There were no awful throws. There were no like anything that made you go like, oh my goodness, he is completely overwhelmed and is just like, this is too big of a stage. Nothing like that. Not even anything remotely close to that. But there were probably more downs and ups, which we'll get to in a second. Let's start though, as I always like to do with the positives. First of all, as Matt LaFleur mentioned, he has full command of the offense. You could tell that he was making checks at the line of scrimmage. You could tell he was, you know, getting his teammates in the correct spots. Like he was QB1. There was no question about his ability to run the offense to its fullest extent. He, if you wouldn't know, you know, th- this was his first time, you know, being the QB1, you you just wouldn't have known. Like he legitimately looks like the guy, feels like the guy, and like I said, has complete and utter control of that offense. I thought his hard count was really good, was able to get the defense to jump on one occasion, but tested them on a few different occasions. Defense mostly did a good job, but you can tell he's been working on his cadence, his hard count, and that is coming along really nicely. That is something that he had all the way back at Utah State and has continued to work on through his time. You can tell working with Aaron Rodgers and working behind him for the past few seasons, that's been something that he's been able to understand and really focus on, and that worked really well. Um, You could just tell that, again, it was fully functioning. I thought his play action game was really, really good. Um, you could tell, you know, you could see him, you know, line up under center on multiple occasions, utilize his play action, footwork was good, get his eyes downfield. Um, and then same thing in shotgun too. A lot of play action out of shotgun, uh, quickly got his eyes up, fired the pass, not afraid to hit the middle of the field, you know, with not much vision when he's, you know, doing this play action fake. So that looked really, really good. I thought maybe one of his best attributes on the day, he did a phenomenal job of navigating the pocket and the pass rush, specifically keeping his eyes downfield. In one instance, he kept his eyes downfield, navigated the pocket, recognized there was nobody open and made the, you know, you know, made the play to scramble up the field and pick up some positive yardage. There were other plays where there was pressure coming and he did a great job of avoiding it. And I'm not talking about like red jersey avoiding it where like it was a sack, but they didn't call it a sack or whatever. He legitimately, you know, avoided the rush, navigated the pocket, got outside, kept his eyes downfield and was able to keep the play alive. That was probably one of my favorite things from Jordan on the day. Um, I thought his slants over the middle of the field was something that was continuously working. On multiple occasions, he was able to hit Romeo Dobbs. You can tell that connection still very much uh, something that, um, you know, is you know, developed at this point, something that they've worked on in the off season. It carried over into OTAs and mini camps, and it certainly carried over into day one of training camp as well. That connection was probably the best thing that the offense had going through the course of the day. And again, we have seen through OTAs, mini camps, and now first day of training camp, Jordan Love not afraid to throw those slants and hit the middle of the field plant his foot, drill it in and, and make those completions. And again, I thought Dobson and, uh, and um, Love was the best connection on the day as a whole. Probably one of the best plays of the day uh, was the very last play of practice. And that was Jordan hitting Samore Toure down the field. Um, he Again, it was a five wide type situation or at least a spread situation. And uh, he, pass rush came up the field. He navigated it, he had a really tight throwing angle dropped his arm angle, hit a little bit of a side armor. Samore Toure, you know, came through a, a second window. Love hit him in stride and it was a big pickup, I would say probably 20-ish yards uh, down the field. So a really, really nice play there from, from Love to Toure. Um, as I mentioned, nothing looked overwhelming at all for Jordan Love. Complete control, no issues there whatsoever. And the, it, this is not like a 
vanilla day one defense. The defense threw some things at him. They threw different blitzes at him. They threw different looks at him and he was able to process all of it and, you know, get the, get rid of the ball, you know, and, and, you know, hit receivers in stride and all of that. So I thought overall, this was, you know, all of those things were, were positive for Jordan. Now, on the flip side, there were some negatives as well. And and when I mentioned like there was no interceptions or no, you know, th- you know, throws that were interceptable plays or anything like that, that is a, a still a very big positive. But one of the things that you need to obviously do as a quarterback is make sure that you're hitting your throws and specifically when you have some big play opportunities. The first of which came at the end of one team period when Luke Musgrave did a phenomenal job of getting off the line of scrimmage being able to stack Corey Ballantyne, gain pretty significant separation down the field, use that great speed, and Jordan Love threw it up to him and just put too much air under it. If Love hits him in stride, Musgrave is still running as we are talking right now. Like he would have, uh, you know, I think there was probably a safety over the top that would have been able to, you know, maybe stop him before a touchdown. But probably you're t- we're probably talking 40, 50 yard play uh, to Luke Musgrave if he hits that in stride. Instead, instead, the ball stays up in the air a little bit too long. And Corey Ballantyne, credit to him, was able to get back in the play, use a little bit of his recovery speed, knock the ball away. It is a play as well that from Musgrave, I would like to see him come back to the ball a little bit more and go and high point that. You are a, what, 6'6", whatever it is, dude. Like you need to come back and make that play as well. And I think technically it may have still been like at least in the catch radius of, of Musgrave. So not like this brutal throw, but... A situation like this is like um, one of those like practice like worst case scenarios, right? Because first of all, Musgrave did a great job of gaining you know gaining separation, but Corey Ballantyne gets beat. That's a negative. Musgrave doesn't do a great job coming back to the ball. That's a negative. And Jordan Love underthrows him. That's a negative. That that had the every opportunity to be a really big play, and instead it's an incompletion. So again, credit Ballantyne for getting back in the play and making that PBU, but wanted to see. Musgrave do a better job finishing and more importantly, just love do a better job of putting that ball on him so that he doesn't have to go over a defender, can just catch it in stride and can pay off the great route and you know that that Musgrave ran and the separation that he was able to achieve against Ballantyne. The next play was on a corner, a deep corner out to Christian Watson. And Christian Watson had great separation on the play. Rizul Douglas in coverage, it looked like. And uh Watson's there, but Love threw it too far to the left and led him a little bit too far and the ball fell incomplete out of bounds. And again, opportunity there for a big play down the field to Christian Watson. Those are opportunities that he is going to have to make, throws he is going to have to get to his wide receiver. And on this you know particular day, he struggled to hit some of those big plays. So Watson, a, a big play opportunity there. And unfortunately, Love could not get him the ball. Now, to be abundantly clear, all right, windy day, and this is going to sound like excuses. It's not. I am telling you, Jordan Love needs to make these throws. But windy day, don't know like the depth from the wide receiver standpoint. Like maybe Watson was five yards too far downfield or five yards not far enough downfield. Like I have, we have no idea what route the receiver is supposed to be running on the play. Um, and also on this given play to from Love to Watson, I did not see what the pass rush or anything like that was on that play. Like I saw the throw, um, and then I saw obviously him miss Watson to the left, but that's all I saw on that play. So it's possible that he had crazy pressure. I don't know on that one, but again, a throw that was there, Watson's open, and Love needs to make that throw. 
The next one is a, uh, a play that started with Love doing a phenomenal job of navigating the pocket, getting upfield, once again, keeping his eyes downfield on the play. Samore Toure does a phenomenal job of separating down the play, was running a deep crosser. He's running wide open on like the third level of field. This is probably like a 30 plus yard opportunity and Love did everything right, navigates the pocket, keeps his eyes downfield, finds Toure, hits him in stride, but leads him too far and uh, took a little bit too long to get the ball to him. And more importantly, just led him too far. And it ends up being a completion, but out of bounds. And that's another big play that that was there. Now, credit Jordan Love for getting to that point, right? That he had the ability to make the throw. Um, in earlier years, Love is sacked on that player. Doesn't navigate the pocket or doesn't get his eyes downfield. Maybe takes a check down instead. But in this play, and you know, he did a great job of doing everything, getting to that point. He just needs to make sure that he is not leading, you know, Toure out of bounds on that play and making sure that he completes that explosive um, so that the offense can obviously move the chains downfield and get into scoring position. And then last but not least, um, this one is a little bit um, less egregious than the first three, but uh, Love was targeting Romeo Dobbs down the field on a nine route. It was Dobbs versus Alexander one-on-one. Alexander had pretty darn good coverage. He had great coverage on the play. And uh, the big thing here though, is that Love once again, underthrew the, you know, underthrew the pass. And that's probably one where if Jair maybe did get his head around a little bit earlier, that might've been more of an interceptable pass. The reason I say it was maybe not quite as egregious is because I don't think there was like quite the opportunity to complete that pass in the first place. So it wasn't like if he put it right on Romeo Dobbs, like it may have been completed anyway, because I think Jair Alexander probably would have been able to make a play on the ball. But the ball, once again, severely under, not severely, but definitely underthrown, um, you know, fairly significantly. And uh, Alexander's able to get his head turned at the end, knock the ball away easily. And another play that ultimately falls incomplete. So you've got Luke Musgrave down the field, underthrown, Christian Watson thrown too far left, Romeo, or uh, excuse me, Samari Toure on the scramble drill, throwing too far right, and then uh, underthrown to Romeo Dobbs as well. So those were the four negative plays from Jordan on the day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A lot of other good stuff, a lot of other intermediate completions. The Samore Toure play um, that was not the incompletion, the one that he hit with the little sidearm was a really nice throw down the field. And like I said, he, he looked like QB1 through the course of the day. It just we're accustomed to seeing, you know, quarterbacks in Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers through the course of, you know, their time, you know, when you've got a receiver open downfield, those balls are usually completed, right? It's on the money. And he had three real opportunities to, to Toure, to uh, Musgrave and to Watson to hit some of those explosives and couldn't hit those. And I know that's something that I'm sure Matt LaFleur is going to want to see um, him complete those passes. Now it is day one, all eyes, the microscope, everything completely on him. The volume is turned to a gazillion and everything that he does is going to be dissected. I posted like the first one where he missed a player and already people were in the comments being like, you know, legitimately like, oh, this guy sucks or whatever. Like, let's pump the brakes. He looks good. I'm not concerned in any way, shape or form, but those are throws that he's going to have to make and throws that he's going to have to develop through the course of time to get a level of consistency with. And I will say it one more time. There was absolutely some wind. It affected the kicking. Anders Carlson went two of three on the day. Definitely affected the kicking game a little bit. Definitely affected some of those deep balls. But at the same token, Jordan Love has all the arm strength in the world to rip through the wind and complete those passes. And on this given day, he did not. All right, some quick hits for the rest of practice. Players of the day, in my opinion, Jair Alexander shut down through the course of the day, did not allow anything, was on his man over and over, great presses at the line of scrimmage, and just looked like Jair freaking Alexander. Kenny Clark lived in the backfield, in the passing game, in the running game, getting pressures, getting stuffs. He was all over the place. Nobody could move him. He looked like Kenny freaking Clark. And then the other one was Devondre Campbell, who I thought had a really nice day. Nice day in coverage. A couple plays that were completed um, on super short, like check down or just plays in the flat. Devondre was right there to make the stop. He had a couple really nice run defenses as well. Was flying around the ball. He looked faster. Now, pad's not on yet. Should be noted here. But I, you know, he mentioned himself that he was banged up last year and then started feeling like himself again, made a couple big plays and then got injured again and just never quite felt like himself last year. I thought the Devondre Campbell we saw today, again, no pads, but the Devondre Campbell we saw today was closer to the one we saw two years ago than the one that we saw last year. And Devondre has mentioned he was banged up a lot of last year. So hopefully that is a really good sign for him. Plays of the day, the one I mentioned earlier from Love to Toure at the end of practice, the last play of the day. The other one that really caught my eye was Dontavian Wicks. And Dontavian Wicks is just a run play to the right, but he's kind of in the slot and kind of does that little Alan Lazard kind of gets lined up next to the line, kind of like as that sort of like an H-back sort of thing. And he, of course, is Lazard's number 13 as well. He did a phenomenal job of sealing Rudy Ford on a run block to spring a big run. I didn't see who the running back was on the play, unfortunately, uh, but it was a really nice run, one of Green Bay's best runs of the day. And it was in large part due to Wicks' block on Rudy Ford. That's not an easy assignment. Ford is a aggressive player and certainly a nice run defender. And Wicks made the block look easy. If you want to make an impression and get on the field early as a rookie wide receiver in Matt LaFleur's offense or really any offense, show that you can be a plus blocker. It was a very, very nice block from Wicks. And that is very promising until unfortunately, uh, Dontavian Wicks went down seemingly with an injury later. He got helped. Uh, he was he walked to the, the Hudson Center and to the sideline with a trainer 
I did not see him return to practice. I saw the trainer come back, Dontavian Wicks. I did not see through the remainder of practice. So hopefully he's okay. He took a shot over the middle of the field. Alex Magoo kind of threw a murder ball in the middle of the field and Innes Gaines and Wicks kind of collided at the point of contact. Wasn't a hit by Gaines because both players were going for the ball, but there was definitely a bit of a collision there. And then I think Wicks hung around for a couple plays, but then made his way to the Hudson Center after that. So Hopefully he's okay, but what a phenomenal block by Wicks. And I thought he looked really smooth in individual drills as a wide receiver as well. A little bit of a tough day for Christian Watson, couple drops. One was not contested, just in the flat. Another one was contested by the aforementioned Jair Alexander, who had a phenomenal day. Thought Zach Tom had a really nice day. He was the right tackle all day as the starter. So it was not Yash, it was Zach Tom. We'll see if that changes through the course of camp. Starters on defense, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, and TJ Slayton on the line. Preston Smith and Justin Hollins, interesting kind of, although that was the case in OTAs and mini camps as well, but Justin Hollins uh, with Preston Smith on the edge. Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell at inside linebacker, Jair and Razul Douglas at corner, Ford and Savage at safety. Nixon went in for Devontae Wyatt in the nickel. Aaron, uh, excuse me, uh, Aaron Jones at running back, Jordan Love at quarterback, Josiah DeGuara and Luke Musgrave at tight end. Uh, Dobbs and Watson at wide receiver with Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, and Zach Tom on the starters along the offensive line. Yash did play some with the number ones at left tackle for Bakhtiari when they you know, gave him a little bit of rest off to the side. Offense did push-ups at the end of the day because the defense won the day per Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff. So offense had to do push-ups. Jeff Cotton was released for Cody Crest, who they signed um, to, to bring in. I think probably the injuries played a little bit of a part there for Cotton, but uh, Crest takes Cotton's number 82, and you have a new wide receiver on the roster. And the players that were not practicing were Tavarius Moore, Caleb Jones, Tariq Carpenter, Grant Dubose, Rashawn Gary, and Eric Stokes. That's going to do it for my quick hits for practice today. I'll be right back here tomorrow with a full episode, so make sure not to miss that. I'll give you all my other details from practice. But until next time, and as always, go Paco. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.